Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Berkshires to the sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now, here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 70. Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker. What a great show we have for you today. Brian Kenny, yes, BK from MLB Network and his show, MLB Now, joins us. He'll break down some numbers, talk about some teams, plus foul affair. Let's go. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. I know I'm going to sound crazy, but I'm still going to pick the Texas Rangers to win the AL West. And it's not just because I made the pick before the season started, and I get it. Their bullpen is god-awful. Just think about this. Coming into Wednesday, the Texas bullpen had blown more saves, 25, than they had converted. I mean, 24. What are the chances of that, that a team with a shaky bullpen, leaky bullpen, can win a division? It doesn't happen very often. But I do like the pieces parts of this team. And, yes, Jacob DeGrom went down and got hurt, but they added Scherzer. I love the middle of the infield. I love Simeon. I love Seager. It's a good team. They can score. They can mash. And they've been able to weather the storm. I get it. People love the Mariners. They're hot. People respect the Astros. They've been there, done that. You know, they won the World Series a year ago. But the Rangers, I like what they did in the offseason. The last couple of years, they decided we're going for it. We got a brand new ballpark. You know, we really are looking to try to win to go out and get a big-time manager in Boots Bochy. I mean, this is real deal. I like the Rangers. I think they hold on. I think they win the division. And uh, I'm going to stick with them the rest of the year. Number two. Jose Altuve, the Houston Astros second baseman, just hit for the cycle on Monday night. Not too many people have done it. The first Astro to do it in 10 years Only 344 players have done it in the history of baseball. So it's a very unique club. 
But uh, Jose Altuve has made uh, some baseball history as well, where a couple weeks ago he got his 2,000th hit. And get this, he had the fewest games ever in the history of baseball to get 2,000 hits, 200 home runs, and 200 stolen bases. You ready for the other names? Right under him is Willie Mays. And under him, Alex Rodriguez. Altuve in baseball history, fewer games to get 2,000 hits, 200 home runs, 200 stolen bases than Willie Mays. And yet you wonder with all the things he's accomplished, will that scandal in Houston and that video of him with the thing taped to his chest that felt like it was some sort of buzzer that alerted him about pitches, will that allow people to understand or recognize and give him all the credit for his career, or will that always taint him? Will people not look at these numbers and be impressed and still wonder how much of it is real and how much of it is Memorex or fake or phony or whatever you want to call it? But Altuve continues. This guy has been a tremendous player. Too bad there's some question marks, and this will, you know, maybe we'll follow him uh as he continues his career and makes his push to the Hall of Fame. Number three. Obviously, there's still a lot of baseball to go as we get ready to enter September. But if the season ended today, here would be your matchups. In the American League, the Orioles and the Rangers would both have buys. Think of that before the season started, that the Orioles and Rangers would have buys. The Astros would be the sixth seed and face the number three seed twins in a wild card series. And the Mariners would be at the Rays five versus four in another wild card series matchup. Just missed out would have been the Blue Jays three and a half games out of the wild card spot. Obviously, the Yankees wouldn't make it. Uh, so that just pretty, pretty darn interesting there. Um Let's go to the National League. If the season ended, the Braves would be the number one seed. The Dodgers would be number two. Both would have buys. The number six seed would be the San Francisco Giants. I don't think I thought they would make the playoffs this year. Against the number three seed, Brewers. And the Cubs will have made it in at the number five seed against the Phillies. Another team, the Cubs. Who would have thought that the Cubs would make the playoffs? Uh, teams missing out. The D-backs, who had a great start to the season. What about the Reds that caught fire with Ellie De La Cruz? Everybody thought they were steaming their way into the playoffs. And the Marlins, who played well for most of the season, they will have fallen back. And, of course, again, the New York, New York thing, the Mets, a team that won 101 games a year ago, no playoffs. And the Padres, another team that people thought, you know, with the signing of Bogarts uh, from the Red Sox, uh, getting uh, Tatis Jr. back, people penciled them in not only as a playoff team, but maybe in the World Series, but they would be out as well. Still a month ago, nothing set in stone, but very interesting happenings. This is a different year in baseball, different teams. Uh, teams we didn't expect to make the postseason look like they're going to make it. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. Now let's welcome into the podcast. He is the host of MLB Now on MLB Network, the one and only Brian Kenny. BK, what's up? Welcome to the podcast, BK. Now now I'm your guest, so you oh, call no. the shots. Here we go. The whole new ballgame. No doubt about it. And, yes, I'm on Brian's show every Thursday. Love to do the uh, – Showdown segment every Thursday with you. So here we are. It'll be great. Uh, BK, let's get right into it. The AL West, before the season started, I picked the Texas Rangers. I love the the Grom signing. I know he wound up getting hurt. But where are you? It's a three-way tie out in the AL West. Who do you like? I, uh, you know, I think it's it's kind of a crap shoot. Uh, I, I was actually, I was at the, the Rangers in Mets last night. Uh, they're they're pretty good. They're better than I thought. I would admit. Uh, I, I didn't really believe in them 
but I guess I kind of underestimated a lot of these contributions and a lot of the, uh, of the guys that uh, Chris Young traded for. Uh, that kind of, you know, Jonah Heim, uh, guys like that, that uh, Dane Dunning, uh, the guys that are, were, uh, you know, Nate Lowe, guys who were like a little under the radar uh, as compared to the big stars, because I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, buying what I call the aircraft carriers, which is what they did. Like, let's plunge big money into these guys, the big long-term contracts. I'm not a fan of that. So, uh, you know, I, I think they're good. I think the, the Mariners are as balanced as anyone. They've got a very deep rotation. There's only four clubs that have four uh, league average guys in their rotation, guys who are pitching, you know, at a park adjusted ERA above league average. Uh, and they're one of them. Uh, so I think it's kind of a dead heat. And I don't put as much stock into uh, that the Astros are championship proven and all this. I've never been big on that. I, I know it somewhat exists, but I think in the era of, you know, multiple tiered playoff baseball, it's not as big as it used to be. So I, I think it's wide open. If I had to pick somebody now, I think the Mariners might be the best team, but not by much. How about you talked about the uh, Rangers and the way they're constructed. And, you know, they went out there at a brand new ballpark. They signed Seager and Simeon, gave them a half a billion dollars. Uh, I like Simeon a lot and Seager's bounced back nicely as well. Those are two really good players up the middle. Do you like these guys? Well, I like them, but I don't know if I like anybody 10 years, 300 million. Uh, I would stay away from that. You know, if, if Corey Seager, like Corey Seager has been quite good, actually. And this year he's been sensational, but he hasn't played enough. If he did what he, you know, if he had a season like he's having now, if he has them in five of his 10 years under contract, then it's worth it. But on, for the most part, these contracts aren't worth it. So if they're going to pay off, they better pay off like now, you know, in the first couple of years of this contract. Semyon is already, I don't know where, he's in his 30s. Um, so, you know, he, these guys are aging on your watch as you're paying them huge money. Um, so Semyon plays all the time. I'll give him that. Uh, Seeger doesn't, but when he does, he plays great. Uh, but it's dicey. You know, you can, we, we did a thing this week, Rob, on how many aircraft carriers can you have? You know, like in the Navy, the analogy, how many superstar players can you have on your roster making $27 million or more. That's a super carrier. And the, the Rangers have three. And they've got, I think, four or five guys over $20 million. Once you do that, no matter how much money you're putting into your payroll, you're, you're putting too much of a percentage in three or four guys or five guys. And everybody operates on a budget, no matter who you are. Even if you're the Mets and you're the runaway train for one year, uh, eventually everybody comes back. So I don't like that business model, but can it work? And did it vault them into contention where they were kind of dead in the water? Yes, it did. Our guest is Brian Kenny from MLB Network, his show MLB Now. You could uh, check out on the network. Uh, let's talk about uh, Mookie Betts. Me and you argued on your show, MLB Now, and I told you that Mookie Betts was my National League MVP. This is a couple weeks ago, BK. Have you changed your mind? Well, you say it as if, like, oh, you were wrong. I think I'm usually right at the time I'm speaking it. Like, you tell me, I haven't studied it today. It, Betts is probably the war leader, right? He is. Is that what you're hinting at? Yes. All right. So, yeah, he's certainly in contention. Last time I looked, Betts and Freeman were neck and neck. Acuna is right there. At the time, I thought Acuna had a clear edge. That said, like, what I would advise all your listeners to do, 
is not just look at war. Like, that's a good place to start, like, what, because that gets the fielding and the base running contribution, and that matters a lot for bets. Like, we understand that. also matters for Freeman. Freeman's an excellent base runner. He's not some immobile first baseman. But look at win probability added and run expectancy. That's your clutch stats. That's how often a guy is moving the needle for run scoring and moving the needle for winning. So the guys who were in the lead there, last time I looked, I thought Acuna, Betts, and Freeman, in those two key categories, were all around the same spot. So I think it's very, very close. You can get into the weeds. I think they're all in contention. At the time, I thought it was Acuna, I think, when we talked. I have, I have so many duels with guys come in with their, with their, right. you know, <laughs> their six guns. Everybody's drawn on me. I don't remember any particular scuffle that I had with you, uh, except, you know, the ones that you were right on that we always have to revisit later. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I, it, it, we got another month, and that will, that will go a long way in telling the tale. All right. Speaking of Mookie Betts, I saw a comparison. This was on MLB Network, and it was his career comparison with Barry Bonds through – 1,231 games. Do you remember that? Did you see that? Remember what I'm talking I, about? I think, I think I saw it, and I don't quite like that. I not, I'm not a fan of that because it doesn't take well, – well, one, it, it does illustrate a few things. I did the same thing with Bonds and McGriff, with Fred McGriff, and I said on the air, like everyone thinks now, oh, Barry Bonds, because he's so notorious. He was the greatest player in the history of the game. How can the Hall of Fame not have the greatest player? And I say – Clean Barry versus clean Fred. Both guys are almost the same age. Both guys in their 20s, I take Fred McGriff. Now, Bonds became Superman later, but he did so with illegal methods. And so I would still take McGriff. So to say like Bonds was a spectacular player, so is Betts. I just don't like, like how, when did the guy break in the first games? I think Betts probably broke in later. Bonds broke in. He's probably 21 playing the majors. So I hate to say this, but that's unfair to Bonds. No, like, I, if a guy I, breaks in earlier, that's with credit. I, I get it. It's it's just com the comparison. If people didn't see it, is it it was uh, hits, home runs, RBI, runs, and slugging percentage, and Betts had all of the categories except slugging. Uh, he had more hits, more home runs, more RBIs, more runs. And Barry Bonds beat him out in slugging 528 to 527. So you're right about that. Uh, Bonds did come in and break into the league earlier. Uh, so that is uh, – it just was interesting yeah, you have to, to do me. Age. Yeah, no, it, look, it's, it's interesting in a lot of ways, but I think it's disingenuous when people do it. I, I like to do, as you know, proper sabermetrics, proper analytics, which means you're not looking to get a desired result. You're just looking to see what it is. Now, again, I'm being fair to Barry Bonds here. He breaks in earlier. You should do age seasons, like through the age of 29, do bets versus Bonds. Would, could bets be better than Bonds there? Uh, probably right up there with him because Barry became super Barry when he was 34. Not even 30, 34. And he became a very different guy. No doubt. Our guest is Brian Kenny from MLB Network, his show MLB Now. Uh, weekdays on the network. Let's go to the Angels. The Angels did not trade Otani. Of course, Otani got hurt. Now they're letting go. They they waived about five players, including uh, Giolito, who they had just gotten from the White Sox. Where are you on the Angels? Was this just to save some money? Was this to see some of the young kids? Brian, you know, uh, in the final month, when they expand the rosters to 40 men come September 1st, is this a wise move here? No, this uh, look, I think they're waving the white flag. I think they're dealing with circumstances in real time. Uh, I know you, the ruthless GM, you said you got to trade Otani. I think in real time, I said it at the time, and I felt it at the time, you know, uh, 
Yeah, it, it's not ruthless GMing. They weren't ruthlessly efficient, but they were dealing with a very different sort of ball player that they hope to retain, right? They hope to re-sign Otani. And Otani was, you know, reasonably healthy at the time. They thought he was still pitching, and they went for it. And I understand why. And it's blown up in their face, clearly. But they were dealing with very different circumstances. And I don't blame them for pushing in and saying, hey, you know what? Logan Ohapi, our catcher, is coming back. Mike Trout, we hope, is coming back in a week or two. We could envision a scenario where we could compete for this last wild card. Uh, I don't blame them. Uh, but it clearly has blown up in their face. And Giolito coming in and having an, you know, an ERA of, I don't know, five or nine, whatever it was in his first three starts, <laughs> that blew it up. You needed stellar starts from your contributors right away. They didn't get it. I think they're facing the new reality now, and it's time to, you know, you're going to have to get somewhat efficient and rebuild this club. Last thing, the New York Metropolitans, uh, what a disaster, 101 wins a year ago. You add Verlander, the uh, AL Cy Young Award winner, to uh, uh, Scherzer. You think got to be better than we were a year ago, and of course that didn't work out. But now Peter Alonso, you know, there's talk about will the Mets trade him? Uh, can they really trade this guy, or or is this just talk? Um, well, you'll have to look at all options. But what would make sense is I'm a big believer in right ruthless GMing, yet. The idea is to draft and develop your own players and keep them. That's good for business. That's good for the fans. That's usually good for your business. Now, if you don't retain the guy early and he's just, he just becomes a free agent, you'll have a situation that they just faced with Brandon Nimmo, which you're paying full retail for your own guy, which you should be able to do a little better than that. So I get it. Um, and maybe they look to retool. Uh, maybe Alonzo, you know, look, everybody has a tendency to overvalue themselves. Alonzo, like Paul Goldschmidt a few years ago, Rob, probably thinks, hey, where's my $300 million deal? Anthony Rizzo, remember that? Like, first baseman used to haul in the cash. Now we know that when a first baseman gets into his 30s, um, those guys, you know, on the by and large, don't age the best. They're already in a non-defensive position. Uh, you're paying for their 20s and getting their 30s. So it sometimes is difficult re-signing your slugging first baseman because they see their own numbers, their agencies. And I'm one of the biggest stars in the sport, when in reality, it's like, I hate to say it, but you're a diminished asset with only one good thing that you do on the field, and that's hit. And that's an important thing, but it's not everything. But uh, to answer the question, if you really think you're a top five spender, which the Mets will be, I don't know. I, letting, your, letting your homegrown slugger walk, I don't think that's good for business at all. I'm with you. I think that would be a mistake. And you're in business too. You can't give up. You got to have an attraction. What are you? What are you attracting people to the ballpark? And I agree. A home and he's a durable guy. power hitter. Yeah, Rob. Rob. Yes. Rob he's. A, I'm not. You know. I'm saying all these bad things. By the way, he's a good power hitter. Like, and you do want someone like that. I'm. I'm a fan, actually, Rob, of the Paul Canerco type. I think those guys went from overrated in the game of baseball to underrated. You don't have to have a spectacular slugging percentage just to be a good run producer, a total bases guy, a durable slugging, you know, guy who slugs 530, uh, whether that's like, you know, again, Canerco uh, or Chris Shambliss to go back in the day. It uh, doesn't have to be a superstar, but just have a solid run producer at first base matters a lot. No doubt. His name is Brian Kenny, one of the best in the business. He got all the numbers for you. Check me out on his show every Thursday. Uh, 
1215. I love doing it, BK. Thank you so much for joining me on Inside the Parker. Rob, thank you. A pleasure. And by the way, people can tune in at, at noon and watch the start of the show, not just when you arrive at 1215. You know, there you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. The show there starts you, at you, – you, I thought the show started like at 1215, no? <laughs> See, you're the, Barry, you're the Barry Bonds of sports TV. Oh, I thought it started when I showed up. <laughs> no doubt. Thank you, BK. Appreciate you. All right, Rob. Take care. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know, well, maybe. Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What do you got for me, Anthony? We've got about one month left in the regular season, and the MVP races are heating up. Well, at least one of them. Some sportsbooks have taken the AL MVP off the board since it's Shohei Otani in a runaway, even with the Angels' failings. 
The easy money for NL MVP was on the Braves' Ronald Acuna Jr. all season, but lately we're hearing chatter about the Dodgers' Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman or even Acuna's teammate Matt Olson. But who really has the best case at this point? Let's start with Acuna. He's taken advantage of the new rules aiding in stolen bases, and now barring something catastrophic, will be the first player in MLB history. History! With 30 homers and 60 steals in a single season. And it's still only August. He leads the league in hits, runs, steals, OBP, and is third in OPS, all for baseball's best team. Close behind him, or even ahead of him depending on which sportsbook you find, is Mookie, who has been fish grease hot in the second half, hitting 395 with an OPS over 1100 for the surging Dodgers. He's already at a career high in homers while leading the league in slugging, OPS, and wins above replacement from both baseball reference and fan graphs. With an MVP for the Red Sox in 2018, he can become the second player to win MVP in both leagues joining Frank Robinson. Freeman leads in extra base hits and total bases, while Olsen owns the homer and RBI titles in a swap that's worked gangbusters for both teams. But whoever the voters end up choosing, the NL MVP has a fascinating month ahead of it. That ball is... It was a big week in the big leagues. Who's up? Who's up? I don't believe it! My! Oh, my! Is it foul or is it fair? And now, from MLBBro.com, here's J.R. Gamble. J.R., is it foul or fair to say that Mookie Betts is now the clear favorite to win the National League MVP? Foul. That is a foul ball. There's been a lot of talk about Mookie Betts making a late run for MVP, and he has. But it seems just as Mookie started closing the gap, and it became a real possibility that the runaway winner from early in the season, Ronald Acuna of the Braves, would not win the MVP. Acuna started turning up the gas and is all but locked down that MVP again with a historic season. With 29 homers and an MLB leading 61 steals, Acuna is quickly closing in on the first 30 home runs, 60 stolen base season in MLB history. Yes, he's on the verge of a power speed season that no one has ever accomplished before, not even the legendary Ricky Henderson. Now keep in mind that stealing bases has become one of the easiest things to do offensively on the baseball field since those rule changes were implemented. But beggars can't be choosers, right? Steals are back up and are becoming common parts of the game again, which is what all of us purists wanted. With a little power surge, Acuna could possibly even go 40-70. Now that would be amazing. But for now, and for MVP... I'll take the first 30-60 season in MLB history. Mookie's been a madman, but it's no guarantee he's even the MVP of his team with Freddie Freeman there. You can't deny Ronald Acuna's unprecedented speed-power combo. Turn money into more money. Now it's time for Betting on the Bases with Dave Gascon. Love that money. Love that money. Rob, what's going on, Matt? Brand new week in baseball after your lengthy vacation last week, but glad to have you back. Where the dog days of summer are coming to a close, and now we got our eyes set on October. We'll talk about this weekend's games. And first off, how about the San Diego Padres? Biggest frauds in Major League Baseball this season. Did they win the World Series by beating the Dodgers last year in the postseason? I think so. We're not going to touch the Padres for the rest of the year, but we're going to look at some teams over the weekend. They're going to take advantage of clubs that are bailing on the rest of 2023. 
First off, Yankees and Astros. Yankees sub-500, dead last in the American League East. I'm going to take Houston. They have plenty of things to play because of the American League West. Astros, Mariners, Rangers in a dogfight right now out West. Speaking of the Texas Rangers, they're at home against the Minnesota Twins. Max Scherzer is going to be on the bump for Texas. I will take them as well. So the Astros, the Rangers, and the other squad I like is the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're hanging tough in the American League East. A couple games back of the Baltimore Orioles without a starting rotation. They're in Cleveland against the Guardians. I will take them Friday night as well. Now bring in the closer. Strike one. Strike two. Strike three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA. And it isn't even close. Reason number 155 why Major League Baseball is better than the NBA and better than the NFL. The waivers. Good players get waived. They can still help. You don't see that in other sports in the NBA or the NFL where you could actually pick up players who could help you in a postseason run. Angels just let go of five players. They waived them. Giolito is a pitcher the White Sox had who pitched a no-hitter, who was a, a, a big piece of their puzzle. Now he's available for somebody if he clears waivers for a team. Um, in the NBA, it's always the uh, players who nobody wants anymore gets waived. Very seldom are they picked up. Maybe a big man every once in a blue moon to get some rebounds. In the NFL, you never see guys waved who are going to come on and be impact players. But there's always still hope in baseball that you could add a piece at the very end that could help you make your run, help you get into the World Series, help you win a World Series. I think that's a cool thing about the sport. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.